0: Welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare podcast. This is episode forty-two, recorded September twenty-third, twenty
1: twenty-one. Woohoo! Yes, and when you'll be listening to this, it'll be October, and so we'll be well into the swing of
0: uh, of horror movie month. Actually, I think I might, I'm going to try and post it this weekend because I think I've I've come up with a, I've come up with a way to edit things. I streamline it. I tried at least. Let's see if it works. Okay, cool. All right. Um, Let's start off with some horror news. All righty. Scott Cooper and Gilmore Del uh, Del Toro, their film Antlers, which was supposed to come out last September. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to screen at Beyond Fest this October. Hmm. Where's that at? Uh that's here in Los Angeles. It's uh, oh. it's a movie festival. I'm actually going. I got I'm going to see one movie there. Oh, cool. Uh, all the other movies like they sold out very quickly, but this mm. one is a free movie. Uh uh-huh. um, and and I managed to get a ticket to this one, but this is a uh, full length. A yeah, uh, uh yes, it's called South of Heaven. Oh. Slayer, uh, nice. Slayer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Slayer. Uh, but it, it has uh, Jason Sudeikis and um, uh, Evangeline Lilly in it. What? Really? It, yeah. Does he play it's, Satan? No, the summary for that movie, for South of Heaven, is Jason Sudeikis is Jimmy, a convicted felon serving time for armed robbery, who's given early parole. Upon release, he vows to give the love of his life Annie played by Evangeline Lilly, the best years of her life as she is dying from cancer. However, the path to true love never did run straight, and soon Jimmy is hounded by Schmidt, a sleazy Shea uh, Wiggum in top form, a parole officer, an insidious agenda. Um, Hmm. uh, Let's see, see, it's like a Southern New War uh, uh, film... Has uh, a mix of terrific cinematography, great score, and a film that sizzles with urban verb and excitement, intermittent actions, set pieces that truly impress. One a truly great example of character-driven noir that is far too rare to see in the big screen. Fans of Evangeline and Saddukas will find particular delight in seeing these versatile actors spark off each other in roles that were almost custom-written for them. Nice. That's I like awesome. You.
2: He's doing a Like, I don't know if you guys watched Ted Lasso.
1: No,
0: I love that. I love that show. But
2: some of that, yeah, some of that has some drama in it, and he's doing a good job with that. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. I like him. I like her, too. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, at Beyond Fest this year, we're going to have Antlers finally, uh, and then it will be making a big screen debut, uh, debut shortly after. I had a big screen debut. Uh, cooper the director says i hope that audience to share my appreciation for horror with a different perspective of everyday fears and ancestral mythology uh, again this was scheduled for last september and you know given the whole covid situation with the movies it got delayed multiple times and here we are it'll be out sometime after october cool cool a uh, new trailer for a movie called the spore and the trailer looks great and the tagline is It Wants to Consume Us All. It looks a lot like a zombie movie, but in this case, it is a fungal spore that's oh, insane. So that was kind of like um ca- uh
1: what was the um not Cabin in the Woods, it was the one uh, it was a, it was a Cabin in the Woods where they all got that like flesh eating yes, like uh yes. what the hell was that one called?
0: Uh I can't
1: remember. That was the Eli Roth movie. Shit. Yeah, wasn't it uh Cabin something? Fever. Yeah, Cabin, Cabin. Fever. Yeah, that Cabin was Cabin yeah. Fever. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was kind of like a fun well, it was some sort of weird shit that ate you in like, you know. It was, cooties. Yeah, was cooties. cooties. was like that too, wasn't
0: it? Sort of. Cooties was like that too, but it only it was it started out amongst kids, right? Yeah. It was a yeah. kids thing. Yeah. Of course it was. <laughs> that was a great movie. I, that. I love that. I love Cooties. Sure. Yeah. Uh Ghostbusters Afterlife has two new uh posters and a final trailer. Announcing its November nineteenth release. Uh, actually, the trailer looks great. I'm kind of excited to see this. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I have to watch it.
2: That's what I thought. I
1: was like done with the Ghostbusters. I, I don't
0: know. I don't know, man. I'll watch it. I didn't uh, watch yeah. the last one, but I'll watch this. The thing I like is at the end they call they call some phone number the Ghostbusters phone number. The kids call the Ghostbusters phone number, and it goes to a bookstore. And the owner picks up the phone and you hear it's Dan Aykroyd, which is fucking yep. awesome. Nice. Uh, new interview in Vanity Fair magazine. Elvira talks about her her new memoir called Yours Cruelly, Elvira, where she comes out as a, as a gay woman who has had a relationship with a woman for 19 years. Nice. She's got that special coming out on uh, Shutter, I think, right? Like uh, Yeah. This month? Yes, and I'm very excited to see that. I love Elvira, and it's yeah. a shame that she uh, she kept that uh, from the world. You know, she felt she couldn't reveal that, but you know what? Good for her in coming out now. Yeah. It might have ruined her brand. Oh, God, yeah, all this guys going you know? over her jugs. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible. Yeah, yeah. I understand. You know. it, may, it may have been more for keeping her brand on, you know, on point well, than... Uh... To me, the bottom line is that she's an actress. She's playing a part. That's not her. So you, well, said yeah. you could play yeah. a seductress and even though you're a gay woman in real life, I don't know. I I think it's uh, homophobia maybe would have yeah, probably caused people yeah, to not like it. Yeah, I more. know
1: what you're saying, but you know, she, she that was all like that was kind of her persona. You know how some people become their their, their persona? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, she was an actress, but uh, that's who people knew her as, you know, like
0: Yeah. I think I knew I knew her, her as the boy. biker chick in Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah you always wondered like
2: that. about that. You never saw her with anybody. You're like, you know, pretty attractive woman.
0: Yeah. It's part yeah. of her mystique. Yeah. Right? Uh, Rob Zombie puts construction updates for Mockingbird Lane, the Munsters movie set up on Instagram. So I've got a link here for Instagram. I'll post that on her Facebook and also add it to our website. Uh, the construction pictures look awesome. I can't wait until they're done, and I can't wait to see what he does with this movie. Should be fun.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: We previously talked uh, on a previous episode about Showtime creating a mini series for the Let the Right one in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now mm-hmm. have a star and a director. Uh, Damien Bichir, Bichir? Bichir is going to be starring in it. Um little summary here Mark and his 12 year old daughter who live whose lives were changed over 10 years earlier was, when she was turned into a vampire. Locked in at age 12, perhaps forever, Eleanor lives in a closed-in life. Able to go out only at night while her father does his best to provide her with minimal amount of human blood she needs to stay alive. After she was bitten by a mysterious creature, Eleanor and her family, Mark, were forced to live in the shadows and commit shameful acts to keep her alive. When she returns to flags. New York... Yeah, when she returns to New York City, Eleanor meets a friend who reignites her desires to regain her humanity. Even in her condition, brings out the animalistic power. You know, I, it's one of those things where I the original foreign film was fantastic. The U.S. adaptation release was garbage, and I'm really yeah. concerned that this is probably be yeah. in that same trash heap of garbage. And yeah, yeah it's, that's one of those movies that's going to be hard to yeah
1: yeah i was thinking that too when you're reading the the synopsis i was like eh,
0: I, I don't know like yeah the was- the original vision of the original director was fantastic and I, and I and i think far too many times we see it happen a lot remakes sometimes it's good to do a remake you know if a film was done so long ago there were limitations to technology for special effects or whatever there, there's a reason to redo a film yes But when you got something that was as good and perfect as the original Let the Right one in, just stop fucking with it. Like, it didn't have any crappy-looking special effects. It may have been a foreign film, but you know what? Americans need to get over the fact of needing to read fucking subtitles. I hear people (laughs) say all the time, I can't read a fucking subtitle. How can I concentrate on the film? Easy. Just fucking glance at the subtitle. If you're a slow reader, then I guess the film's not for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on now. Does that hit you in a, in a source spot there? No, I started
1: watching uh, subtitles. I've yep. watched quite a few. I, actually, the last movie that I recommended has subtitles, so <laughs> I've, I can read. Speaking
2: of uh, subtitles, uh, there was a teaser about 30 coins as well. Oh yeah, well, season two, right? Yeah. Looking yep. forward to that. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember how they ended season one. If it was open. I guess it sort of was.
0: Yeah, ish. All right, yeah. we got um, Bruce Campbell and Devin Sawa star in Black Friday to be released in November. This is going to come out theatrical and video on demand through multiple services. Uh, summary is, the busiest shopping night of the year, a group of disgruntled toy store employees <laughs> must defend themselves from legions of holiday shoppers when mysterious Alien parasite turns them into monstrous creatures, hell-bent on nice. murderous rampage.
2: That's totally that a, awesome.
0: That's, that's totally
2: pretty... Bruce Campbell too. I could see him being like the manager of
0: the store or something, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely. absolutely. <laughs> and I believe that's—I believe that is the role that he's playing as manager of the store. And Devin Sawa, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that guy. He was the lead kid character in Idle Hands.
1: Uh, yep. The kid oh, whose hand shit. was possessed. Well, how old yeah. is he
0: now? Uh, he's up there. <laughs> he's he's yeah. up there. He's not as old as
1: Bruce, but he's uh, he's probably like our age.
0: Yeah, a, a little bit younger than us. He's like, uh, I think he's like... Uh, late 30s? Seth Green's age, right? Because Seth Green was in that movie too, and I think they were about the same age back then.
1: Yep. Yeah, so I'm thinking like late 30s, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: Yeah. Um, Apple TV Plus has a new series called Invasion, featuring Sam Neill facing a threat of something more deadly than dinosaurs, for sure. An alien invasion. Seen the 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 show is an alien invasion seen through uh, different perspectives of various people on different continents across the world. It's going to be a ten episode series, and it will be starting next month. I like Sam Neil. That's uh, wait was that Apple TV? You said Apple TV Plus. Yep. Yep. Shit, I got to
1: get that back. Damn it. They gave Apple? it to us free for a year. We've been watching yeah, it. Was yeah, we lost our free one. we got to get a new iPhone, damn it.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you, Apple TV Plus has so many great series. I really, really like yeah, what Yeah, what's doing.
2: That, uh, that other sci-fi thing that's coming on? I don't know. That's uh, HBO Max, I think.
0: W- which one is that? I, I can't think of it. It might be Apple TV. Maybe it is Apple TV. they got a bunch on Apple TV. It has that British, uh, I can't think of his name. Um, Sean Connery?
2: No, 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 no.
0: Sean Connery. Suck it, Trebek. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Evil Dead the Game has announced via a Twitter that Henrietta will be a playable character. What? A playable character? Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Another reason to look forward to that game. Oh, my God. You think you're going to be able to extend her head? Yes. As a matter of fact, the picture they posted was two pictures, one of big, fat, rotten Henrietta and one with her neck all stretched out and eyes white. Oh, oh, uh, so nice. as, as we revealed previously about two months ago, and I think we talked about it last month, too, is that in this game, you're going to be able to play the good guys or the bad guys. You yep. can be versus other people as the they bad they are going to have play. a
2: single I looked it up. They're going to have a single player mode, too. I like awesome. that. I don't... Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet.
0: Henrietta. <laughs> yes.
1: That's awesome.
0: Uh Netflix has released a trailer for the movies that made us all, season three. And oh nice! As a surprise, guess what season three includes? It's coming out next month. Friday the thirteenth, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Aliens, Robocop and Coming to America. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Oh yes. my god, season three is awesome. Yes, I am stoked for it. And the the trailer, which I will post on Facebook and also will be on our website, shows awesome behind-the-scenes clips from Friday the 13th, the original,
1: the making
0: of of Freddy's glove for the movie of The Nightmare on on Elm Street. Oh, that sounds awesome. And exactly the details and how they found the Kirk mask for Halloween and how they painted it and all awesome. the behind the scenes clips of that. It looks oh, that great and amazing.
1: That's how they, and they do a good job with those, those uh, like episodes. Like the the production's great. Yes. Nice. and that's coming to October, huh? Yep. For, for their uh, Halloween push. Yes. They're coming
2: out. With a boatload of horror on Netflix this month.
1: Yeah, they're having its own it's having its own page, like they're having like a Halloween page or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like when I say a boat, like I mean a boatload, like six, seven, eight movies, and
0: yeah, lots of stuff. Last month we mentioned that Hellraiser is getting rebooted.
2: hmm Um, mm-hmm.
0: so now filming has begun, and a couple of set pictures have leaked. And everyone is saying the Cenobites are jaw-dropping. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just think what you can do now. Yeah. You couldn't do, you know, back in the 80s. Yes. Yep. David Bruckner from The Ritual, The Night House, he has signed on to direct, uh, and it's getting ready to go into production right now. As a matter of fact, this was this article was written about uh, two weeks ago, so it's probably in production already. Sweet. Um, um Odessa Aizion, I don't know how to say that name, was recently cast to play the lead character, Riley, but we didn't know when it was supposed to start filming. It turns out the project is being filmed right now. Uh, (laughs) The director has said the following. We went back to Clive Barker's original novella for source material. We want to honor Clive's work and stay as close to possible as the original writings by Clive Barker. So I'm kind of excited for that. I like the idea that they're going to stick a little more to the story than what the movie originally did. Um, the footage that leaked online has some of the Cenobites, and it it looks terrifying and amazing, and I cannot wait until this comes out. Sweet.
1: That's going to be awesome. Yes. I still get like weirded out when I watch watch those movies. I don't know what it is. like. Dude, the first one still gets me every
0: time, man. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, the effects are still good on that too that, that yeah movie. oh yeah i mean that's a time when that that was released at a time when practical effects were like at their peak like the, the american peak.
2: werewolf in london yes. yeah when they
0: yeah. stretched
1: his face all apart with all those like chains and stuff yeah, oh, yeah. yeah His, his whole body, body.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> entire uh body. we talked before about the lost boys being rebooted well guess what they started casting people for the Lost Boys reboot. That will be part of Warner B- Warner Brothers Pictures. This is going to appear on HBO Max.
1: Oh, cool. uh, it
0: has Noah, Jupe, and Jaden Martell. Jaden Martell being the lead character from It. Oh, um, oh cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, there's an article here on Joe Blow that's basically saying that uh, um, they're fast-tracking this new, uh, new uh, script for the Lost Boys. Uh, they've already got a bunch of people um, in place for it, and that's uh, Jaden Martel. He's from Chapter One of it, uh, and A Quiet Place is Noah Jupe. He played um, the older son in mm. in, in uh, A Quiet Place. Uh, Randy McKinnon, who's writing the WB's Static Shock movie, it's penning the screenplay, and Jordan Entwistle is to set to direct. Um, uh, let's see i i I don't know how i feel about this like to me this is one of those movies that should not be redone because let's look at it right it's another perfect movie right yeah yeah it's the lost boys there was no crazy special effects that when you watch it now you go oh that looks so fucking fake no it all of it was kind of on the mark yeah but this is a series though right yeah, but still, like. But I think it, you can get
1: like I don't know if you saw the. You guys watched the uh, From Dust Till Dawn series, right?
0: Absolutely, and it's, and, and it's way more into it. Yes.
1: Right. So yeah. I'm thinking like you could you could build a bit more around that story. You know, you keep the same premise, and it's not a remake. It's a, it's it's a you know an homage maybe. Yeah, you like, yeah. could probably see
2: like a prequel leading up to it, how they turned, or you know, well, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they, they take it back a little bit. Like, Grandpa knew all about the uh, the vampires and, yeah. and Sam, you know. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe it starts out with him, like, having problems with vampires before his family shows up. Yeah, or, maybe, you know. yeah maybe. And
2: then lead up to, you know, the movie or whatever. And...
1: You're I mean, right, but... though. There's there's some things that shouldn't be redone, but I, maybe it's not going to be a, re- a remake. It's, uh,
0: you know, <clears throat> an expansion. Yeah, I, I, I think you have a point there where, you know, being able to expand on stories and that's one thing that in the past with the way that tv production was done and they always spent way less money on tv and the right. special effects would never be any good or anything it was uh-huh. only big movies where you can get big budgets yeah, i think the exactly. times have changed and yeah. disney and marvel has demonstrated at least that with things like the Mandalorian things like WandaVision, things like Loki, you could spend a hundred million dollars and make a fantastic equivalent of an eight hour movie. Right. Right. I mean, uh, Netflix has done
1: it too. I mean, the, you know, they've got a lot of good ones that, uh, you know, it's just like shit. You're like, Holy crap. This is a great series. Like,
0: yeah, 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 I agree. And, and maybe I'm willing to give this a chance, but the problem that I have is, you know, uh, this is one of my top 5 vampire movies. Like The Lost Boys yeah. is my one of yeah, my top 5. I hear you. I, I, I just I have a lot of fear. I have a lot of uncertainty about this. I don't want to like, be so... I don't
1: want to be one of those guys. I want to I want to like look at it before I judge it, you know? Like I don't want to like say, "Oh, you, you shouldn't do it." Maybe I'll see it and be like, "Holy shit, that was that was an amazing inter- reinterpretation of that story." But the worst part of it all is when it
0: does come out and it it sucks a bag of money. Oh well, yeah. Then fuck every fucking kid that grows up during this generation, when you say the Lost Boys, they're going to think of this shitty fucking oh, show That's that came...
2: true <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's
0: true, good point Good point <laughs> Alright, so that's the end of what I have for news, if you guys got anything
1: uh, I just uh, I uh, mentioned to Craig that uh, 40th anniversary of Evil Dead They're open. They're showing it in theaters October 7th Nice. So, uh, you know, there's, they're playing at the AMC locally so, I might try
0: to go see it. Yeah. And, I got uh, it's playing here. Eli Roth's, uh, History of Horrors. Season three. Nope. Yep. Nice. Uh, nice. next week, yet. I believe already. So, awesome. Wow. Keep Very an good. eye out for that. Yep. All right. Awesome. So, now let's talk top five. I picked the top five this, this, uh, month. Um, and let me double check what we got here we got uh the top 5 order this time around goes me chris craig all right all right so the top 5 this month is the top 5 plot twists or surprises in harmony uh, that months. was a good list that was i like that that was pretty good i had a hard I, time
2: picking cuz there's so many good ones
1: I there think. are a there lot are, of good ones yeah a and i lot and, of really and, good and ones. i mine are probably all there, there, I know there's some, some older, older ones, but mine are yes. probably all from like the, the 90s up till now.
2: No, I have some old ones. Yeah, some old ones. Well, I
1: figured, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay. But, but, uh, can I just throw a caveat out there? One of mine, maybe the movie we talk about later. Uh, yeah, that's
0: fine. That's fine. And, the, and the reason why I picked it is because I was inspired to that list after watching. But, but I want to warn movie. listeners. Um, maybe
1: if you, if you want to watch. Malignant before you listen to any more of this uh episode? Turn it off. I now. don't know.
0: Well, I, well,
2: okay, yeah. I mean it's we,
0: fine. We, we, too many, we won't go into too many details when we no. I mean, if you
2: just if you just mention the movie without like talking about okay, why, all
0: right, why, all right, all right, okay. All right, let's get started. My number five sleepaway camp. Nice. Nice. Uh that was one that even to this day still gets me when I think about it. The the twist at the end that the girl is actually the brother. Uh just drives me insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number 4. Orphan. Oh yeah. Uh, where the little yep. girl turns out to be a fucking 33-year-old woman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that was one of those moments where you're like, what the fuck? Did mm-hmm. not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, my number three was Get Out. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the twist ending to that one made me go, what the fuck? Yeah. My yeah. jaw hit the floor. My jaw hit the floor. Yeah, because yep. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck are they doing. And then when they, when they reveal it, it's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, my number two, and this one, my daughter agreed with me wholeheartedly. In fact, she thought it should be number one. My number two is Drag Me to Hell. Nice. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yes. end of Drag Me to Hell when the boyfriend goes, Oh, you forgot your letter in my car and hands her the fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. envelope with the button in it. And yeah. She so immediately
1: goes to hell. <laughs> my, yep. my heart sank. I was like, Yeah. Oh, holy shit. No.
0: No. <laughs> yes. Especially the after, go ahead, especially sorry, after go ahead. all she did, yeah, dig up the fucking grave, fucking try and give that envelope to the corpse of that woman, yeah.
1: And then, and then, like her life started going great, you know. Yep. And yeah. the the best was though, like, like when the train is on its way to like run her over, and all of a sudden the mouth of hell opens up, and you can see her flesh like being pulled from her face. I was like, holy shit,
0: that did not end how I thought it was gonna end. <laughs> Another fantastic Sam Raimi film. Just love that yes. film. Yes. Yes. And uh, my number one, The Mist. Oh, oh yeah. That one. I mean, talk about dread. Oh. That was heart wrenching. Oh, oh, the ending. God. The ending of that oh movie. Like, oh. oh The ending of that movie It's enough <laughs> yeah. to make you puke. Yep. You're like oh. no, no. are <laughs> you
1: <no." laughs> oh.
0: Yep. Yes. And I have one honorable mention. Um, this one I was tempted to put as number five instead of Sleep, Camp and reverse these. But April Fool's Day, what uh, was that, 1986 or so when that came out? Yeah. Uh, yep. Great slaughter movie. Oh, yeah. Movie, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that at the end, it turns out it was fake. Nobody's fucking dead. Uh, yeah. So that was great. All right. Chris, you're next. All right. All um...
1: right. Yeah, so I got uh, some similar ones here. Uh, number five is Get Out. Nice. Okay. Uh, we just talked about that pretty extensively, so I won't go into that anymore. Number four was Scream. I was kind of shocked at the end, like okay, you know, yeah. you you saw you saw Billy get killed, and at the time I wasn't thinking there was two uh, two murderers. I was like, okay, shit. Well, that rules him out. It was in, and like I like where they like both popped out there at the end. That was that was pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, that was great. Yeah uh my number three is Seven. Oh okay. yes yeah i yes. like the uh the that's a borderline like thriller right like but it's it's kind of horror you know i oh it, yeah oh yeah i always count that in my horror genre um just the end you know where where he he you find out that he actually like won <laughs> yeah damn uh number two is saw okay yep uh, yeah,
2: that uh, was another jaw
1: dropper when you saw him get up at the end. It. I was like, the, the whole movie, and it was like the closing, like the the, the 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 music was playing out, you know, like the movie was just about over, and all of a sudden that
0: that dude who you thought was a corpse like peels himself up off the floor, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah. All right, another a James Wan <laughs> masterpiece, man. Yes. yes, yes, and my number one is Drag Me to Hell. Oh wow, yeah. funny. And I,
1: uh, I just we just talked about that pretty much, so I won't. Such uh, a great movie. Such
2: a great. Yeah, movie. I just saw a uh,
1: uh,
2: a special on a guy that had purchased all these, uh, you know, movie studio props that were filmed, and he actually had the uh, the old lady from the coffin.
1: Really. Nice. And he dragged me to help. Yeah. Oh man, she was
2: gross. So he yeah. had, the, I know. So he had that prop in his house. I was like, oh, that's my favorite prop
1: that's awesome
2: it was that's, one of
1: things, that's one of the things I like about Sam Raimi's like horror, like it's so it's like so gross oh yeah, like swallowing an eyeball or, yeah, yeah or like, like it's spit, like
0: dripping yeah. off her like face and it's, oh, yeah, oh, swallowing oh. it and, yeah. When the fucking, <laughs> when at the viewing when the corpse fucking rolled out of the coffin on top of her and like the embalming fluid and shit was coming out of her mouth yeah. yeah. oh, oh man Jesus Christ Love You're that always, over the top. All these movies filled with over the top viscera and fucking bodily <laughs> fluids. It's, yeah. oh
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I have just a couple audible mentions I'm gonna run through real quick. I won't talk a whole lot about them. The boy. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Okay. The Visit. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, that was another one. Yeah. And Malignant. Yeah, okay. very good. Alright. Very good. Like that list. Thanks. Okay.
2: Um, all right. My number five, I have the sixth cents. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um that was like crazy.
2: Number five, just because I mean it wasn't super creepy crazy, but the ending was like wow. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Mind blowing.
2: Um, yeah. No I doubt. mean it
0: had it had
2: its you know one or two scary moments, but
0: yeah. And there's ghosts in it. Yeah.
1: Yep.
2: Uh, number four, I went with April Fool's Day. Nice, yep. nice. An old one. Um, old number three, I, I had The Visit.
1: Yeah. yeah I hadn't watched that for the longest time, and you guys kept telling me to watch it when I finally was like, holy shit, Yeah. <laughs> did not see that coming. It's crazy, right?
2: It's yeah. funny,
0: I watched a couple behind I sort.
2: Scenes. I sort of saw it coming, though, too. I was like, it got to a certain point in the movie, I'm like, I bet you any money there, like, you know...
0: The, okay. the bags of poop in the basement are what threw me. He's like, why is he putting all those bags of poop? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with Grandpa? I, I watched a video with Catherine Hahn uh, talking about that movie, appearing in that movie. Uh, and she said they, like, filmed all those scenes in Philadelphia. and uh, It was pretty interesting. Even the cruise boat one, they went to, like, the port there in Philly where I guess some cruises are and got okay. on the ship was on the ship to film that scene while people were unloading from the ship. <laughs> <laughs> they got permission to go on there and just film a couple scenes with her, like on the cruise ship. Oh, uh, sweet. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh,
2: number two, I went with uh hereditary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Like, that is kind of a, like the end where you're like, Holy shit. We're trying yeah. to figure out what kind of movie that was for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was mental illness, schizophrenia. Yeah. Nope. Turns out to be yeah. a
0: cult movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they summoned a demon. Yep,
2: and number one, Psycho. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. it's a psycho. A great one. Like we said, there were so many to choose from. Yeah, it really came down to like the ones that made an the the most memorable impressions to me. Really, I guess. Yeah, and that's one of the good things about
1: horror is that that they they do that a lot. You know, you get that a lot in horror movies.
0: Yep. Yeah. Honorable
2: mentions. I had similar ones. I had The miss, Get Out. The boy, um, the one that nobody else had, was uh, better. Watch out!
1: Oh, oh, yeah! I forgot Shit. about that. Shit! Yeah, yeah that oh, was man. great. Yeah. Totally forgot about that one.
2: Yeah, you think it's this nice, you know, innocent yeah. little kid, and guess what?
0: <laughs> that was a typical home invasion movie. Yep. That was such a great uh, review. We did a review of that one, and was so good. That one, that's the one that really kind of what the fuck, you
1: know? <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Fantastic. Are
1: we gonna, uh, are we going to talk about the uh, the short film or no?
0: <laughs> I, I watched yeah. it. Did you, uh, Chris, uh, Craig? Did you watch it? What's what? The short, the, film. The, the short film screener that I posted uh, to the to our chat.
2: Oh
0: no. Uh,
1: well, then we You can talk, talk about. about it. It. You can talk
0: about it. Well, there's not a whole lot to say. It wasn't really a horror. No, it wasn't a horror, and that's kind of the thing that I said to the the, the person that gave it to me. I said, well, you know, we review movies, but mostly horror, and. This does is not quite in our wheelhouse, but I definitely appreciate that they gave us a screener act yeah, and it was and... it was shot well and it was the acting was good and the, the, yeah, the, the, the
1: cinematography was great
0: you like got the Zumba in
1: it, yeah, yeah, but the scenes were like
0: so cinematic and so really well yeah. done
1: The only thing is like I think there was some symbolism going on there towards the end that I didn't quite grasp, I, I assume it had something to do with um trying to hide your sexuality back in the day, you know, and yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't figure out like like she took his picture, and then it was you know it was actually the picture of him that was developed in the film. But then in the end, it wasn't really the guy; it was it, like a girl. But I was like, well, who was on the thi- the film then? I I, I couldn't think. Fig- I couldn't mesh that part.
0: Yeah, that's the part that to me was like eh, they kind of uh, something there that th- they didn't pull off quite right, but. But I understand the symbolism of it and that the guy was really the girl that she was right. in love with. And they were having a, a, a taboo relationship for that time and date. Yeah.
1: Uh, but but yeah. Was, that she was... A ghost? was she a ghost then? Or like, that's the other thing I didn't understand. Like, I
0: think that's what it is. I think like she was a ghost. She was something, a reflection of something in the past because yeah. then she was gone. She was gone after that. Yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe he thought because there
1: was that that ghost element to it that uh, possibly it was you know it was in our wheelhouse, but it, that that's a stretch. Yeah, it is. It was good it though. Good it was stretch. it was
0: pretty good. It's a very well done film, and uh, and I think that that person you know they, right now they've only done a handful of shorts, but I think they probably have a good movie career. Ahead oh yeah, it because definitely. Like I having, having the, the editing, vision to pull off some of those sets and pull off some of those scenes. And you the music could tell went that it, great with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was really good. It was really good. Just not a horror horror film. No. Uh, but it is something that I also reached out to him to see, Hey, is this something that's going to be available somewhere that, uh, you know, the fans might uh, of our podcast might want to see it if they're interested. Uh, then didn't get back to me yet. My understanding is that it's only going to be available online as a rental type thing. Uh. Uh, and it's available uh, mostly at, uh, um, uh, uh, like cinema and film uh events where gotcha. shorts can gotcha. be yeah it got so, entered so into if you like, like that
1: kind of like a little bit more like mental um, you know movie you know it's it's only like 30 minutes long
0: yeah, it's it's, very not, artsy. it's not a bad little film yeah very artsy, very well done definitely worth uh, checking out uh, okay um let us talk our movie review so this month we are reviewing the movie malignant. Uh this movie has a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes by critics and a 53% by audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um I've been watch I watched a couple other uh YouTube channels of movie reviewers talking about it and mm-hmm. um they all th- seem um to not like it. Um for some mm. reason they're seeing it as oh this is like uh same old, same old. But to me, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, to me, I'm saying, no, th- this is, like, way different than anything. That yeah, seen I, see,
2: I, I agree. I thought it was.
0: I, I, I was Really? Thinking, yeah. Really? And yeah. That, and that, that part gets to me because, like, even James Wan, he did a great interview that was on HBO when they did, like, the behind-the-scenes little vignette of this. And he was saying, look, I, I wanted to come up with something different. I wanted to come up with something a little more kind of ballsy. If you don't take risks, you know, you're yeah. just going to get stuck yeah. in the same old, same old. And he said, so yeah. I'm going to punt this out there. It's different than Saw. It's different. Hey, when, you know, all He listed all the movies he did. He did Saw. He did in Sinister. He did um, Conjuring. Uh, the Conjuring. Like all those, this is completely different <laughs> than all of those. Well, yeah. but the the thing
1: is, is it starts out similar to his movies, and I think right. that's what he 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 did that on purpose. I think.
2: No, and then, I, I did. It started off good, and I was like, it got me, but like towards the end, I just. That, that but I, that
1: that was the the twist. I think like he 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 right. led you down a path thinking, oh, I knew what this is. You know, this is yes. yeah, yes. this is this is Conjuring or yes. you know, Insidious. Like, and then all of a sudden, it, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's a crazy... But I,
2: I think it, it did. It had too many elements of some of his other movies, too. I mean, it was set in Seattle. and Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. Well, okay. Should we... Um, uh, well, let's do a little quick... I'm going to do a quick
0: little summary and kind of... Yeah, it's uh, on HBO just, Max and in theaters currently. <laughs> yeah, so you can go see it in theaters or you can see it on HBO Max until the end of October. Then it will re- be removed from HBO Max for 30 or 60 days. Uh, while it goes to Direct to Video and other platforms, and then it'll return back to HBO Max shortly after that. Um, basically, you know, this is a 2021 film by James Wan, like we mentioned. You know, James Wan has quite the uh, catalog of movies that he's done, including uh, la- uh, not least of which is Aquaman, and he's also yeah. dr- he's also filming Aquaman Part Two right now um so that's that's an exciting thing um but really what what this comes down to you know this was filmed in uh, twenty nineteen um it's based on on a on a short story that was converted to a um screenplay by a person named uh um alika cooper uh wrote i think
1: him and his wife uh collaborated on it didn't Den? i think i read that right
0: yeah um yeah he said uh juan and uh, who is this? In- Ingrid Bis- Bisou. Yeah, I think that's his wife. Is that his wife? Okay, yeah. So they they worked on the uh, original story, uh, which was written by James Wan and Ingrid. Yeah. So I guess him and his wife wrote the original story, and the <coughs> screenplay was written by somebody else. Um, it, it takes place in 1993. Uh, there's uh, uh, you know flashbacks to the 80s and 90s. Dr. Florence Weaver and her colleagues. Uh, at Gab uh, at a uh, Simeon Research Psychiatric Research Center, take on this patient uh, Gabriel uh, who has special powers and such controls electricity, broadcasting thoughts via speakers. One night, Gabriel turns violent and kills several staff members in the institution, and things escalate from there. Um, I'll say that you know, to me, the the movie was well done, I think. Because like you said, in the beginning, I thought, oh, this is a ghost story. This is a haunted you know, house. Because, right. You have you have like this thing that at first you think is a ghost because you see it on the couch. The guy turns lights on, it disappears, whatever. Then it goes after the girl. She tries to close the door like rapidly gets to her. So I'm thinking, all right, it's another James Wan. It's like a haunted thing, whatever. Um, but that's where it's subversive. It kind of fools you there at the beginning because that is not what this film is. Right. Um and as they as they play it through, you begin to like piece things together and I think uh um, Chris, when you and I were watching, and I kept saying, yeah he's that whatever this fucking thing going on has something to do with her, like maybe yeah, she was yeah. at that hospital and and this boy was like had these psychic powers and got into her head or something there, or so he's like haunting her or whatever, and then you start to notice that every time you see this thing running. Sometimes it's running backwards. It's, yeah, it's it all sh- yeah.
1: jaggedy and stuff, like the way yeah, it it's moved. Al-
0: its arms are in the wrong way. When it kicked the stone in and crawled into the into the underground in Seattle, it was like doing a crab walk on its fucking back. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. That was kind of weird. And it turns out James Wan said they even hired a uh, contortionist a, uh, contortionist to play the yeah. part, oh, so uh, which I thought it's, yeah, was, it's I thought it was CGI just at all, right? No, it was practical. That's it was practical. It was also- Except no. the only scene that was not practical was the fight scene in the police station. That was a mix of practical and CGI. Uh, yeah. Well, because that was pretty crazy. But yes. We should, probably, we should probably like stop quick. Yeah. And,
2: and, no, yeah, spoilers or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So if you're not, if you, you, should you should haven't check watched the movie out. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's definitely worth watching. But once you're done checking it out, come here, check out our review, because we're going to do a spoiler-ly, re- spoil, spoilery. A spoiled review we're going to spoil the shit out of this as we talk about it and criticize uh, the elements of this film
1: yeah so that scene was like that like where
0: like oh, it just blew my mind like like uh, I was like what the fuck yeah because he was fucking throwing knives breaking arms fucking jumping over desks. it was pretty wild
2: I did, I did enjoy the weapon the trophy weapon
0: yeah that's pretty sweet yes
2: yeah. And just how he used it, and those so but good.
1: but how we got to that part was was like again it it led you through what you thought was gonna be another like demon possession or haunted house, or you know it yep. had all those elements to it, yep, but then I, my favorite part was that melding of like the the, the, the rooms, the, yeah, the yeah, and i at the first, i I didn't know what the hell was going on, I thought was it like a different dimension, or is like this the demon bringing her into like you know I'm still thinking like. Demon possession, or something like that, you know. Like,
0: I was thinking psychic connection on? with this guy, so like when, when yeah. he commits the murders, well, yeah, because
2: she, she remembered she told the cop, she's like, He's showing me,
0: yeah, yeah you yeah. know, how
2: he's killing these people, and
0: but like, those I are great thought, effects, right? Like, I love right. that. Right, the way the rooms just kind of fall apart and rebuild into, like, whatever the scene is that the murder's taking place. And I thought, that's where I thought, all right, the, here's the psychic link between her and right, this Right, right, yeah. And she's in that, so now she can see everything that he's doing, you know, knowing what he's doing. The one thing that didn't understand at first is why was she immobilized? Like, why... Yeah, right, yeah. Why, when these scenes happened, she suddenly couldn't move and was kind of anchored to wherever she was at. Right, that uh, that was, that yeah. I couldn't figure that out either. Yeah. And then as the movie goes on and you begin to realize, okay, uh um something something's not right here. Like uh and that's when I started thinking, well wait a minute, he's running backwards. The back of her head is bleeding. Uh, I wonder if it's like something. What did we say? Like a Siamese twin that got yeah, separated from her. Separate. Yeah, yeah, it was like maybe it was like a Siamese twin that she had attached to her. And, and,
2: and that's sort of one of my gripes about it. Is it sort of reminded me of uh, Basket Case a little bit?
1: A like, little bit. A little you know bit. how
2: you said it's a ri- You know the originality. I was like, yeah, he sort of. Yeah, but
1: he he took a lot of inspiration. Like that last, like especially like the last scene in the hospital. Like that had such cheesy 80s like slasher kind of stuff. Like she's like yeah, like she's like yeah, but I'll be ready for you next time. And I'm like Jesus, that's so cheesy. But like I I think he was just like having fun. Like you know like he went from like a serious you know James Wan kind of psychological thing to fuck it, let's just do this and let's ninja fights. You know. 20 cops getting murdered. Like, it was crazy. Like, I I thought that
0: was... He just... I didn't expect it. and and I was entertained. You know, the scene in the jailhouse was another one of those scenes where... And and I didn't realize it when we first watched it, but then I watched it the two nights later at my sister's house. I -hmm. watched it, and I realized in the prison scene, the blonde that starts the fight, that is a stunt actor that has been in four Quentin Tarantino films. That's the girl Zoe... That was from a Death Proof. She was on the hood oh of the car. yeah, the
2: Australian, the Australian. Yeah, the Australian
0: girl. chick that was on the hood oh, and yeah? car in Death Proof. That's her. Nice. She is. She is a stunt actress, and she is in that film. And that was, I was like, holy shit. Uh, but that whole scene where she beats the fucking, you know, they're kicking her while she's down, and then she starts convulsing. Yeah. Like, oh shit, the bitch is convulsing, and then she like grabs her head and. Pulls it open. Pulls and that fuck... fucking face, comes out. I was like, holy yeah. shit.
2: Oh,
0: my oh, God. Yeah, uh, my sister and my nieces were like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm like, that is so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then she uh, becomes uh, John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, snapping fucking arms and shit. There was uh, a lot of gore in that.
1: There, that. That was the other thing. There was a lot of gore in that last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but the... To me, I, I was very pleased with this film. Like, the end got a little cheesy. There were a couple scenes in it that were like, all right, that's fucking cheesy. Well, and, uh, and
1: there were some things I didn't quite get, like the, like how is he controlling electricity? Like, was he like, did he have demon possession? or right? yeah, I were, didn't well, get that either. They were doing, like,
0: they they were doing electric uh, shock therapy to him. Uh, and I'm assuming that perhaps, you know the fact that he's embedded in her head or whatever. And they said like, he was feeding energy off of her body, which is why she was losing weight while in the hospital. I'm thinking there he must've developed like some sort of fucking psychic thing. And I yeah, think that's... what it was is, is in his writing, he couldn't come up with a better way to get, to get Gabriel to communicate with people. Like if his ha- if his mouth isn't always exposed, yeah, how can true. he fucking talk? So he had yeah. to come up with a vehicle for speech. And it just yeah. happens to be. All right, let's make him psychic. Yeah, like, that was the one part I couldn't. Radios. I yeah.
1: couldn't wrap my head around. I'm like, all right, how the hell is it?
0: You know. Yeah, yeah. And my thing is this: look, you got to give James Wan a little break here and say, if he, he wrote the whole story between him and his wife, so he probably yeah. wrote this on downtime between all the other fucking shit he's working on.
1: Yeah. So his yeah. chances yeah.
0: are he tried to paste a couple things into there, and then he went to HBO and Warner Brothers and said, hey. uh, I want to do this film, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, fucking do it, let's do it.
1: James Wan, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, there was so much other stuff about the movie that I liked that I was willing to overlook that that part. I know, I, I love the
2: part, too, when the, her mother's up in the attic and as she falls to the floor.
0: Oh, shit, yeah. Like, How was awesome like, was that? You're like, yeah, I was like wait a minute, wait, where, <laughs> where the fuck was she? How does that that's did where... she get into the house? How did you think get she's, like, in the underground,
2: together. you know, the All Seattle together. underground. You think she's in Seattle Underground yeah. or some somewhere? Yeah, yeah. crazy. That and was you
0: don't fun. Even... And
2: don't get me wrong, I didn't hate it. But here's the thing: I love James Wan movies.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And and I was the anticipation for me was just like you know what I mean? This is gonna be awesome. And, and like I said, don't don't get me wrong, I don't hate it. Right?
0: No, I got you. But
2: but like I said, I was just. Eh.
0: Well, and the but thing James... that made the most impact in that scene where she fell through the roof is you still were not aware that they were one and the same.
2: No, person, that's right, right, that's
0: right. And even so when they got to the, still had you thinking like right. what the hell's going on? Right, and, and then it was like... they we're in the police station, and they and he calls the police and says yeah, they had a bitch didn't realize there was nesting yeah. in her house, you know. So it was kind of yeah. Kinda, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and I like that part too with it. You know, was like, well, it wasn't her. He's on the phone, you know what I mean? It was like cuz they like, still well, suspected her, I guess, sort of
0: kind of, right? that's what the
1: cops said. You expect me to believe it's your invisible friend?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, did yeah. you notice that too the detective's last name was Shaw? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. Did you catch that? Yeah. I don't know if it was significant or not, but like I said, it was dead silence Mary Shaw.
1: Yeah. Mm. No, I didn't even see that. He
2: wrote. He wrote that movie too.
0: Yeah, so like, yeah, that was a good Love movie. Love that movie. Love that movie. So, yeah. I, so I, like
2: I said, I don't know if it's coincident, it, like because that was in Seattle as well. Dead silence. Well,
0: and, that's the thing is, I think James Wan likes to build a movie universe. Because think about it, Conjuring yeah. and Sinister have a loose connection. All these other movies have loose connections. I think he's yeah. trying to build his his uh, movie empire, his horror movie yeah. empire. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. But ultimately. I thought it was a great movie. It's definitely worth watching. I, in fact, I watched it three times because I watched, I watched, watched it once it twice. with Chris, I watched it once with my sister's family, and I watched it again with my daughter the other night. So,
1: hey, there's a lot you catch the second and third time you watch it that you don't catch the first time. Yes. Like you, yes. like that, you, you look for stuff and you get more clues. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Which is kind of cool, like, because I, I, I watched it with with my wife and daughter then, like two nights later, and and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna say a thing. Pretend I didn't watch this movie. What happened
0: there? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, and I will say, I also learned something, too. Um, The Seattle Underground. Didn't fucking know that that was a real thing. Yeah, Yeah. that was pretty freaking sweet, right? Like, that was awesome. Didn't even know. Didn't even know.
2: And I think it had something to do. They used to, like, knock guys out and, like, send them under. And they used to take them for, like, pirates. Like, they used to take these guys on ship. They would get drunk. And they would throw them down in the underground and then they would take them right onto a ship and use them. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. For so, like, uh, pi- yeah. Yeah.
0: Didn't realize it. The Great Seattle Fire, June 6, 1889. And then it's just the Pioneer Square area of downtown Seattle that has this. Oh, okay. Uh, but very interesting. Never, never even knew about it. And once that movie came out, I'm like, I got to Google this. I got to know if this is real. Turns out it is. So that is interesting. All right. So let's talk uh, ratings. What do we think here? Out of five stars, I'm going to give it four stars. I was thoroughly entertained. I do believe it was something, of course he was influenced by multiple other films in his past and other past things, but I think this is really a different direction, at least for the characters of a James Wan film. And I, and I liked it. I think he took risk and I think it paid off. It came out as a pretty decent movie. Yeah, Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go 4.5. Uh, like
1: like you said, I was I was entertained. And at first, yeah, I, I was feeling it was like a, you know it was gonna be another Conjuring or another you know like insidious. And then I'm like, what the hell? Like it just went crazy. Like it blew my mind when when, they, when she started like like convulsing there in prison, and then just went through this freaking like crazy. <laughs> like I was like, what the? And then she went from killing all those inmates to killing all those cops
0: too. Like it was insane. She killed every cop in that fucking precinct.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. And then it got a little cheesy there at the end, but I, I I liked the cheese on the top Uh, four and a half.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going three and a
2: half. Um, Very nice. You know, I sort of explained myself. I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but you know, you wanted more. I wanted a little bit more from James Wan and, and, and really, I I think it lacks some scare elements too, but I mean, it, it was a good slash Like I said, you know, he had the trophy knife and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it was more, more of a
1: slasher than, you
2: know. Yeah, there was I a guess, lot of, like lot you said, there was some ghost stuff in the beginning, but it was, didn't really creep me out, you know, so.
1: Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Which, which you usually expect from James Wan.
2: Yep. Yeah, Yeah, like the music and, the, you know, the t- the tense. I didn't mm-hmm. have any of that mm-hmm. tense scariness. So, like I said, that that's why I went with three and a half. Nice. Cool,
0: nice. Cool. Okay, so I think we'll round that uh, to a good uh, and even four. Four stars yeah. from the American Premier Podcast. Uh, speaking of music real quickly, yeah, that's the other thing that I recognize, Chris, when we were sitting there watching. Oh, yeah, that's right. That music is Where's My Mind. That's the Pixies, and it's some yeah, sort the of Pixies. industrial version of it. And uh, yeah. I looked it up, and sure as shit, yeah, that's what it was. And I yeah. forwarded you guys that great article from, what was it, the New York Post or New York Times talking yeah. about The history of where is my mind in films and how that plays a key role in kind of tipping its hat to let you know what's going on there. That this that's in a lot of
2: uh, movies too. That
0: song. Well, think about it. uh, Was it Fight Club? I think the reveal at the end of Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. Which to me was the best usage of that song. Like when he when when Marlo walks into the room and he goes you you met me at a very strange time in my life and, and the music starts playing and those buildings fucking drop I'm like that's like the best fucking usage of that song
2: Yep.
1: have you guys seen the, uh, the like the Van Gogh like knockoff of that scene where no. they're standing there watching all like it keeps showing up on my Facebook feed when it pops up again I'll show it to you but it's basically like think Starry Night but yeah. that scene with the two of them standing there watching all those buildings explode it's, oh it's, wow pretty freaking cool
2: that's cool
1: nice i told kim i said i want to hang that in our uh in our downstairs room i said that'll go better over a couch than what we got there now yeah oh, i pretty... just
0: i just looked it up wow
1: pretty sweet right
0: yeah fuck yeah it's available on iCanvas and etsy people on etsy have big framed versions of it yeah it's really cool wow that's very nice all right, so um that is it for this episode. Let me just say thank you to all of our listeners. Um you know, uh, I mention this all the time. I haven't gotten any emails other than spam, goddammit, so someone fucking <laughs> emailed me. Um if you have suggestions for future <laughs> podcasts, general feedback, ideas for top five lists, we always need help on that. We're running out of some ideas, folks. Movies uh, you think we should review, you know. Yep whether it's a classic movie, a hidden gem, one that everyone knows that we haven't reviewed yet more. We'll, we'll gladly rewatch the old classics if you want us to, Uh, but at least send us some feedback. And again, that email address is feedback at the hyphen American, hyphen nightmare.com. You can visit us at our website, the hyphen American, hyphen nightmare.com or on Facebook under the American nightmare podcast. We also have added Facebook contact me. We got the new Facebook podcast features and I've automatically added us to that. So our podcast feed is Sweet. available on Facebook. If you're an avid Facebook user, fuck Facebook. Awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, again, email us with any of your suggestions. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. Tan, T-A-N podcast at Tan podcast is on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook and I'm going to be putting together a um, um, Twitch channel for us where I will air um, the audio of our podcast. But I think in the future, we might start doing some live video streams when we record, which I think would be interesting for some of our listeners to, to chime in (laughs) while we're actually recording the episode. Yeah, that'd be Um, pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, again, you know, we have the number of listeners is growing. We we have 200 subscribers right now, which is really nice. It's great to see that whenever I publish a episode, There's immediately 200 downloads, which that means all of you guys after you're listening, have us in your subscription list, and our feed is automatically sent to you when it's published. I love that. Thank you. Keep it up. And tell your friends, because we need more listeners. And your grandma. And your grandma.
1: Thanks again, everyone.
2: Thanks, everybody. Thanks.